We're often blind to the invisible lines running throughout our lives. In this episode, how to see those lines better for ourselves and for others to discover who we really are. This is Coaching for Leaders, episode 459. Produced by Innovate Learning, maximizing human potential. Greetings to you from Orange County, California. This is Coaching for Leaders, and I'm your host, Dave Stahoviak. Leaders aren't born, they're made. And this weekly show helps you discover leadership wisdom through insightful conversations. I know it's such a leading intention for so many of you and the people that you work with to be so well aligned with your work. It is the dream that so many of us have to be well aligned with our own personal values and the work that we do professionally. Today's guest is someone who's just an expert at helping leaders to do this well. It's going to help us with the insight and the strategy to be able to look and think in such a way that'll help us and, of course, to take action to really align well with our work. I'm so glad to welcome to the show today Hortense Ulchanti. Hortense is an executive leadership coach and the president and founder of J Consulting. She works with C-suite executives from Fortune 500 companies, supporting them in their development and leadership by working with them on the alignment between their personal values and their professional activities. Hortense is part of Marshall Goldsmith's prestigious 100 Coaches Project. She's been selected to receive a Thinker's 50 Coaching Award for Excellence in the Field, and she's the author of several articles about leadership and coaching in such publications as Leader to Leader. And she's also the author of the book Aligned, Connecting Your True Self to the Leader You're Meant to Be. Hortense, I'm so glad to meet you. So glad to, to meet you too, Dave. Thank you for having me. The pleasure's mine. I noticed that on your website, in your bio, you mentioned the importance of your work in creating alignment between personal values and the professional activities of us as leaders. What is so important about that alignment? Well, I think that when you're aligned, you unlock your potential, you increase your joy, your productivity, and you are just a better leader. So for me, alignment, uh, what that means to be aligned is connecting your true self with the leader you're meant to be. Here, I just want to say that everyone is a leader. So I work especially with uh, CEOs, uh, senior executives, and so on. But in fact, everybody is a leader because you are the leader of your life. And what I mean by connecting your true self is really connecting who you are with what you say, what you love, what you do, and what you envision to do. And this alignment, when you have it, you really feel like anything is possible. You feel a lot of energy. And you feel like you really are at a good place at a good moment with the right person. One of the things that's really so enlightening for me about your work is thinking about coming at this question of who are we and our personal values in a, and I think the word is an indirect way, of rather than asking a direct question, either of ourselves or others, like, what do I value? what's important to me, which are really hard questions for most of us to answer. And it's also very hard for us to 
ask those questions of others. The invitation you make is to come at this a little bit of a different way and a little bit more indirectly. What are some of the places that you have found that are helpful for people to begin thinking about themselves and how they show up in the world? Uh, Think about your childhood. It's very helpful. We all have a childhood. I have, for example, one of my clients who wanted to be a fighter pilot. So asking why, it's only because it's speed, adrenaline, altitude. And in fact, you are going to realize that what you say represents who you are. And my client was, in fact, yes, always looking for speed and adrenaline and everything. So it was really interesting to realize that, in fact, he defined himself. So you can try that. So another way could be is, who do you admire? Your hero. For example, if you answered this question and said, Churchill, I said, okay, why? Because I love this uh, eccentricity. He's very clever. He's a great leader. You know, I just love him. And you will realize, I can bet that, in fact, you are this person. So your heroes are very important. So list at least three or four heroes and try to find why you like them. When we say heroes, it could be only somebody that you admire. For example, it could be somebody in your family or for a movie. Uh, could be uh, Silverstone Stallone in Rocky Balboa, for example. And why? And all that gives you some clues to define who you are, in fact. You have the, the question, what was your early dream and why? And uh, realize if you have a piece of it in your life today or not. I can give this example of my client who realized that his early dream was to be a movie director and, and just have a step back and look at his life. We understood that the way he talked, in fact, it was so funny because he used always the word and the vocabulary from a movie director. And in fact, he was not conscious of that. He was not aware of that. And so because we were working on his next chapter, he decided that we're going to include more of it now that he's aware of it. And part of the thing that um, he, he did after our coaching was to write a book. And when we were talking about the book, he told me, oh, I, I write the book like I would make a movie. So it was very helpful. So even though his work was not film production, per se, he began thinking about how he was producing work in the context of creating a film. And that really helped him to come alongside of the alignment of doing what he already had the heart to do in the context of his daily work already. Absolutely. And and he understood and he worked more on it that it is his own way to communicate with people. And he was already, he is a really good communicator. It's very funny. And being aware of that, he increased his own talent. So it was very helpful. Very, very helpful. There's two things you said in the last moment or two that just really seem profound to me. One of them is what you just mentioned of the context of thinking about work in sometimes through maybe the analogy or through the framework of something that is really a dream or a passion, or in the case of your client, something they had always wanted to do. 
And I think there's a opportunity there for us as leaders to, if we are willing to do what Michael Bungay Stanier you know, encourages us to do is just be curious for a few minutes longer, right? Of to ask about what the interests are and what passions there were from being younger and like desires that we can then find that alignment and we can begin to frame our conversations through those analogies, through coming alongside that and help people to really find the alignment in such a way that, that really correlates well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And in fact, that helps you to, to know you, your specificity, your, your talent, and to be the best version of yourself. Because of course, if you have fun, because he had fun, for example, if we, say, if we stay with this example, he really loved to talk like that. And so he was good at it and he had fun. And so as a leader, you know, he was very inspiring. Again, because he was aligned with himself, with uh, the way he wanted to be and the, the way he wanted to write his own life. Personally and professionally, of course, I love to say you didn't divorce this morning from the person you, you were. So when clients tell me, oh, no, no, I cannot be, uh, you know, I don't want to talk about my personal life or um, we are only on, uh, on the business side. In fact, realize that it's not true because you didn't cut yourself in a hype this morning when you left home. So you are exactly the same. And I can bet that, you know, what, uh, you struggle with uh, in, in your in your in your profession in your work the same at home uh, because we are the same we are we have to be aligned at home like uh, you know like uh, like uh, in your organization in your business if you you have to to be very clear on what you who you are in fact uh, who you are and what you want to do and how how to is important the why is important of course I think it's it's the first thing is to find your why. Why? Why are you doing that? Why you are here? And to do that, yeah, it's very helpful to go back to your, to your life and, and trying to find these clues, uh, because we have all the answer in our life, because there is no coincidence. That's what I believe. Uh, and from my experience, I think it's true. Uh, there is no coincidence, uh, in life. Yeah. So. What's happened to you, uh, you know, good or, or, or bad, um, in fact, built you. So uh, it's, it's so uh, helpful to have a look and say, oh, at that time I took that decision. Why? Try to remember your why. Uh, okay, so what's happened there? And, and uh, for example, if you, if you change, the moment you realize that you change, you wanted to change your uh, your um, your the, your job, for example, I have one of my clients who was very successful uh, in the consulting industry, and um, at one point he uh, had to choose because he had a great offer in the industry. So it was difficult for him to uh, to discuss the fact to de to decide him, and so he decided at the end of the day because he listened to his gut. It's another point that I have in my book because I, I just love you know intuition. And I think with intuition, uh, you can do a lot and you have to, to learn to listen to this intuition too, but it's another subject. So, uh, my client, uh, yet decided you know, to change absolutely the, the course of his life as, uh, at that moment. And years later, when we look at it, we realize that it changed, of course, everything in his life, but for very, very good. 
because in fact, I cannot tell you who, who is, but uh, is a very, very good, um, very famous CEO genre today. Uh, and so if he didn't do that, he would not never be uh, the CEO that he is today. So, so that kind of, you know, of um, turn or that, that kind of look at your life is very helpful, I think. Okay, I want to come back and ask you about that in just a moment. Before I do, one other thing you said earlier that seems really huge to me that I, I don't want people to miss is when you ask someone about a role model, someone that they really either see as a current role model or maybe even as a child of just reflecting on someone they've admired in their life. I think mm-hmm. this is what you said, is when they tell you about that person, they're often describing themselves. Yes. Tell me more about that, because I hadn't thought about that much before. How does that emerge? <laughs> I think that, again, unconsciously, because we have some models or people that you like or heroes in you know, fiction heroes or whatever, for sure, we will all have that. You love a movie or you love a book or whatever. And in fact, I think that uh, without awareness, we try to be like our hero. We try our best, in fact. And for example, I have um, personally uh, something crazy. Years ago, I used to smoke cigarettes and I said, okay, I'm going to stop. And I was thinking of my heroes and I realized that all my heroes, uh, women heroes, were smoking. And I said, oh, I, and when I realized that, I just laughed and said, oh my God, I never realized that. And so uh, realizing that, I said, okay, they smoke. That's why I smoke, but I'm, I'm going to, to change. And it was very easy for me, you know, to quit smoking when I realized that. And before I couldn't, it, it's very strange. It's little things, but, you know, it's very strange. I think our, you know, our mind, without awareness, again, we, d- we try to do and to make things and to think like how he or, or, or the person we like, uh, of course. So it's very interesting. And another clue could be if you don't first, uh, you say, oh, I don't have any road. Okay. Imagine you don't have a road. Of course we have, but this is just because you ask the question and sometimes, you know, you cannot think. Think the other way. Who are your anti-hero? I don't know if you say auntie in English. Um, for example, okay, imagine you have somebody, uh, a boss or whatever, who um, never listens to you because each time you, you are in a meeting, this person is always you know, looking at his or her uh, phone. And so you always have you know, this sensation that this person doesn't listen to you and you feel very uncomfortable. And so you realize that you don't want to be this person. And you try your best to uh, not, you know, having your phone when you are in a meeting or something like that. This is another way to find who you are because you built yourself against something. It's not your model, but it's exactly what you don't want to do. Yeah. And it's illuminating. Sometimes it's hard to, or I should say, sometimes it's easier to figure out what we don't like. Or we don't align to. And so if we know what we don't align with, then the opposite of that becomes a really interesting place to explore. And what I'm really hearing from you is the invitation for leaders, not only to ask this of ourselves, but to be thinking about these questions in context of 
working with others and getting to know them of who they admire and who they look up to. So one thing I'm hearing you say is the invitation to ask those questions. The other thing that I'm hearing you say, perhaps even stronger, is the invitation to listen to the answer in a different way, of rather than thinking about that answer just as a, you know, a fun exercise, of listening to that answer as a person describing themselves. And that way of getting real insight into things like values and alignment that you would never get if you asked a question like, what do you value? Yeah, exactly. I love the invitation to think about role models and, and something that is different, that gets us outside of the normal thinking about ourselves, some way that comes at the question a little more indirectly in order to be able to find the more complex and the more meaning behind that. And one of the other points that you make in the book is citing Peter Drucker and his point about the twists and turns of life are really helpful for us in determining what really matters to a person. So part of it is just what they articulate and espouse as far as you know themselves and how they see themselves and who they look up to. But another place to really discover more, both for yourself and for others, is thinking about those twists and turns. How do you enter into a conversation like that with someone in order to explore what a twist or a turn looks like? Hmm. In fact, we, again, we look at your life and take a step back and look at it and say, okay, what was my great, great moment and my aha moment and my uh, moment with a lot of energy and success? So we go through life and from the beginning, from the ready beginning, not only about the work, but for example, you were a football player where you were small, you were very successful, you loved it. And the question is, okay, why? Why did you love it? Why? Because every moment of your life uh, built, built yourself. So there is no little moment, good and bad again. So when we arrive to, uh, to the setbacks, okay, what's happened? And what did you learn from that? And the importance here is to go back to your setbacks and be able to analyze and to understand Okay, yes, I had that. Yeah, that's happened. Okay, what I learned was, for example, to communicate differently with my people because nobody understood me and this was my big mistake. So now I communicate differently. So it's really like, again, like a painting. You will find the lines, the invisible lines uh, that are all together and make your big picture at the end of the day, where, where you are today. And of course, tomorrow you can do it again because everything changes and evaluates. But if you stop now and just have a look like that. So that's how I work with, with my clients, just asking this kind of question and asking why. And my role here is to be sure that the door of old experiences are closed. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, for example, if you talk about a bad moment in your life and I feel like you are, you are still angry. It's because the door is not closed. What I mean a door uh, is for me, life is plenty of doors that we open and we close. And when it's closed, you have ready to close this door because if not, you still have, a, the door could, could open again, right? If there is some wind or whatever. So it's not good if you want to build something else, especially with our setback. Because very often we don't think about it, but we still are angry, I think. 
it's, it's a good term, very often we're still have angry. Yeah. And if we are angry, uh, we have to come back to that moment and make peace with that moment. I was just thinking about the analogy of closing doors. In a way, having a conversation over time where you discuss some of those different twists and turns of life is almost a bit like walking through a home, right? Like you might have a conversation about a particular door one day, and you might have a conversation about another door another time. And over time, you are walking through a home and you are either for yourself or for someone else, you are discovering more about those different doors that they've walked through with the intention of that then helping inform what they care about, what they value about, why they made the decisions they made, what they learned from those, and how they want to continue to find alignment in their life based on the things they've already discovered along the way. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's very, it's very powerful because you understand so much on your quality values and you can decide from there what is going to be the next step and you can continue to evolve. But if you don't know who you are, if you, like Peter Drucker said, if you don't clarify who you are, how can you continue to evaluate and how can you be a great leader? Yeah, indeed. Before, if you want to be uh, even more successful than you are, because, you know, even if you are successful, you can be more successful and more happy and have more energy and be more inspiring by being aligned. And that's really, from my experience, I can promise one other person that it is so important, so important, and give you so much, you know, again, joy and energy. I know one of the things that people are probably thinking is, and I'm sure you run into this too, with pushback from people when you ask questions like this, of like who your role models are, and thinking about inflection points, maybe even from childhood, is there's the natural pushback of like, well, what does that have to do with my work today? And also just the natural, like there may be some very difficult places in people's past as well. How do you not only navigate that yourself, but also when you're teaching leaders how to do this well for others? What's a good place to start, but also to not run into landmines with things that people may not be comfortable sharing? Sure. First, you know, I think that to work well with a coach, the first thing is the confidence that you have in your coach. So without confidence, both way. So me with my clients and my clients with me, for example. This is, I think, 99% of the job is here. And as a, as a coach, what you have to do is only listen. And if you listen correctly, and of course, you don't judge anything, uh, of course, that's, that's the base, but you're just very good listener, and you try to understand what kind of question you can have and where you can go. Sometimes you know, it's not the good way, and, and you don't do that that way, and you change. That's why I have plenty of ways to try to find yourself. And this is, I think, the first thing is really that. It's really a respect. Really respect people. First, explain why you're doing that. So we work uh, about alignment. And so I explain uh, why we, we go back in, in, in their life. And of course, people, they say what they want to say. You don't push. They want to say something after you just ask questions and give a feedback on what you, you think uh, or what you learn from the person who just shares something with you. And it's where my questions, my post questions are very helpful mm-hmm. because this is the first thing that I do very often because, of course, you don't know the person and the person doesn't know you. Uh, so you have to build this confidence. 
And just asking that kind of little question is nothing, right? So if I ask you uh, if you were a tree, what would it be and why? Or if you were a country or, you know, look at, you know, look at the windows today. What do you see? Uh, what kind of thing do you see? You know, it, it's not big questions that, you know, hurt yourself and, and like that. So this is how I, I work. And after I asked the question, I said, okay, would you, would you like to share your, your twists and, and turns and why? And like that, you just draw your life, in fact, very easy. And I just, you know, watch and listen. And I draw, in fact, during this time. And after I give you the, you know, the painting. And the coach, she has a great picture on who he is and why you want to do that and what is going to be the next step. And what is my own talent? And what kind of leader I want to be? What kind of alignment of alignments I want to make in my organization? How I can, you know, inspire people and help people? Because I think that the leader today, the mission of a leader today is very different from the past. And I think a leader is becoming more and more uh, a coach. Uh, uh, is, is more and more, uh, the, no, not the person who has all the answers, but much more somebody who um, listens to others in the organization and try to uh, connect their values with the value of the, the person of the organization. So as a leader aligned, uh, how he, you know, he makes the person in the organization aligned with the values of the, of the company, with the consumer, with the shareholders, and so on and so on. So, of course, they are not maybe asking the same question and ask question about, you know, what color would you like or whatever, but maybe yes, because uh, it's really a question of connecting the why of everybody in the company with the why of the company. And it's like that you unleash potential. Yeah, and, indeed. I mean, I hear you saying it's really about permission and invitation. And so part of it is the trust to and the confidence to ask a question and to be invested in someone. But I also very much hear a, the challenge for all of us to listen not to just what's being said, but also what's not being said, and to look for those patterns and to think about that in the broader picture of what that means for a person. And then if we can help people to get there, and if it's certainly if we can begin to answer these questions for ourselves, it's going to provide us with a clearer picture. And like you said, zooming out from the painting, then like we might be looking at one particular piece one day and another piece another day, but if we can then, it starts to fill in the larger painting, not only for ourselves and others, that then we are able to do so much to find alignment in the work that people do each day. Exactly. Exactly. And this is so important nowadays, right? Yeah, indeed. And so many of these tools, I mean, I think that, you know, a lot of us have heard these questions before and we've thought about them as an icebreaker and exercise, but we haven't necessarily thought about the bigger why behind asking these questions. So it's one of the reasons I just love the invitation to do this in the book. So for those who want to dive in more on that, we're going to put some of the resources here in the episode notes. I'm also going to be sharing highlights from Hortense's work, as I always do. Hortense, before I let you go, I do have one other question for you. You have done so much in your own journey in learning and in helping other people learn along the way. As you have been on this journey yourself over the years, both as an executive and as a coach, what have you changed your mind on? I think it was when I decided to become a, an entrepreneur because prior I was working in a very large corporate in advertising agency and for media. 
And one day I felt like I was not aligned anymore with that kind of work. And I really wanted from my beginning, I came back to my child uh, dream, in fact. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And so I took this decision. And it was a great, great decision for me because I found alignment there. And I think if I had not took this decision, I would never be a coach today. And I, w- I would never understand, you know, the concept of alignment and how to be aligned is important, keep your joy, energy, and the possibility to uh, do anything you want. Because anything is possible when you are aligned. Because the journey is, you know, very different, the visions. You did what you have invited us to do today. You had that feeling of disconnect. You didn't necessarily know where it was or why it was at the time, but you looked back to your childhood and the dreams you had, and you began to answer some of those questions. And because of that, now looking back, you see those connections and you were able to move to a place of alignment in your own work. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But, you know, my, my work as an executive coach that I love, I just love my, my work, is really based on what I learned in my journey back. Because I, I, I'm a very curious person and I had a lot of questions in my life and I tried to find the, the answers almost everywhere. I'm fascinated by uh, the neuroscience and how the brain is working. And in fact, what I learned in my journey, I used it for my client. So it is when I realized uh, with a step back that I understood the importance of having this test, step back and, and look at your, at your life differently. Hortense Olshanti is the author of Aligned, Connecting Your True Self with the Leader You're Meant to Be. Hortense, thank you so much for your wisdom. Thank you so much for having me, Dave. If this conversation was helpful in providing insight for yourself and for others, several other episodes I'd recommend in the same genre. One of them is Enhancing Your Self-Awareness with Daniel Goleman, episode 353. Daniel, of course, famous for his work on emotional intelligence as the seminal author uh, in the field and on episode 353, told us about one of the core components of emotional intelligence, which is self-awareness. We talked through some of the detailed strategies on how you can begin looking at that for yourself and, of course, enhancing your self-awareness and emotional intelligence in general. That's one of the wonderful things that research continues to demonstrate about emotional intelligence is that we can change it. Check out that episode if that's helpful to you. I'd also recommend a powerful framework for those who would like to do this better for others, as we talked a bit about in this conversation, and an episode that will support you in doing that so well is episode 370, Three Steps to Great Career Conversations. Russ Laraway was my guest on that episode, and in that conversation, we talked about three key strategies that you can use over three conversations or perhaps more with folks in your organization on how to really have good, solid career conversations by looking back, by looking forward, and ultimately developing a plan that helps people not only to enhance their self-awareness, but also to become 
more effective at aligning what's important in their careers with the work that they're doing in your organization. Episode 370 for that. Also recommended is episode 438, What to Do with Your Feelings with Lori Gottlieb. Uh, Lori and I talked through how to handle feelings as individuals in the workplace. Personally, uh, Lori is a gifted therapist and talks through some of the strategies we can use and also when it is the time to seek out a therapist or a counselor and how to navigate those difficult feelings that, of course, we all navigate in our lives. Episode 438, recommended for that. And then finally, a conversation that's been helpful to so many on how to become more self-aware. Tasha Urich was my guest on episode 442, The Way to Be More Self-Aware. She picks up some of the research on emotional intelligence and also in her own research and really was so helpful to so many of us on some key practical tactics that we can do in order to enhance our own self-awareness. All of those episodes you can find on the coachingforleaders.com website. Just go over to coachingforleaders.com and set up your free membership. When you do, you're going to get access to the entire episode library since 2011, searchable by topic. In addition, you'll also get access to my weekly leadership guide that comes every Wednesday with other podcast episodes, articles, resources, the show notes, all the relevant links from every episode, plus some additional resources from me. And of course, the free membership provides access into the entire free membership portal, which includes notes from every book that I have a chance to review. Uh, uh, Hortense's book, Aligned, is in there as well, along with my reading highlights. So check that out under book notes inside the free membership portal. Next week, I'm glad to welcome Gina Bianchini to the show. She is the founder of Mighty Networks on the topic of the power of why over how. Join me for that conversation with Gina next week. Have a fabulous Monday and see you next Monday for our next conversation. Take care.